And every time we kiss, wait, no, it's every time we touch, <laughs> I get this feeling. And every time we kiss, I think we can fly. I believe that. really pulled that out of nowhere. Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and I am joined by, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the Kogoro to my Conan Edigawa, Oh, Kyle Bradford. High praise. It's how a me. You, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. We got we got quite an episode for you guys. We oh, do. So we are finishing the first season of Detective Conan, and I'm not really sure how the seasons actually work because it's not like they took a break or anything. Because <laughs> like the right. second season started airing a week after this, so there it's like, was catch no the break. Next, next episode. Yeah, the hint's we... a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and this was like one of the very few episodes that I remembered the hint for because last week we were there like. They were like, it's a motherfucking gun. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. See, I remember. I saw that gun at the beginning and I was like, shit's going down. Oh, man. In the context, man. like knowing what it is, it's so much funnier. Oh, okay. It's a gun. Just walking in on the back. And then next week, it's even crazier. Forget about guns. Those are so last week. We're getting into cats but uh i don't want to get too far what what was the clue for the episode that was about the dog was it just a dog i hope it was i don't it might have been john (laughs) john i'm sorry john oh john i'm sorry john john i miss john he was a a good good dog yeah so we are covering two episodes today this is another two-parter uh episode 27 kagoro's class reunion murder case in episode 28 uh, they aired on August 5th, 1996, and August 12th. So, we have two exciting things. I'm guessing you haven't, because it's only there hasn't been like a big milestone. But have you ever been to a class reunion? Do you keep tabs? No, no I would hate if I went to my class I'm reunion. I'm guessing mine's coming up in uh, 2020. That'd be my 10 year for high school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I'd be embarrassed. What have I done with myself? Like, Tyler, I'm looking at you on a webcam. You got a you got a green screen behind you. You got headphones on. You got a nice mic. Yeah, I write about like children's toys, and I had a mental breakdown last year. Like, there's nothing That's living to life. brag about. That's living life, baby. Like, hey, what, are they, what do they got? I'm still single. If any of you other people that didn't <laughs> bother really to move out of our area want to. Go out on a date, ladies. Yo, you could pick up like one of those local hometown rappers. The only person that like rapped in my middle school was this like, I don't want to say he was, he was like in like the special classes, but he he wasn't, he didn't have like Down syndrome or anything. He was Mm. just, you know, stupid. He just had like a learning disability. Yeah. So he used to wear this big chain. And you'd hear him just walking down the hallways because <laughs> it's like, Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. so I would call him Jingle Jangle, and I was always oh, I nice bet he loved to it. him. And he, yeah, he actually loved it. Hell yeah! I'm like Jingle, Jingle Jangle. Jangle, what's up, my dude? He's like you, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> this is so. He cool. also had like it. a lisp, so it was like just nothing good for rapping. He couldn't come up with bars, like he couldn't deliver them well. But god damn it, he had that swag. And so, he put his all in. Shout out the Jingle Jangle. Hell yeah, if he's listening. A real one, Brandon Mickle, the homie. Guest on the show. I'm sure he likes Conan. 
He was. He used to follow me on Twitter. I think I unfollowed him, and then he unfollowed oh, me. I've been there. So maybe we there. can reconnect and get him to talk about <laughs> Detective yeah. Cannon. Jingle Jangle! Shout out to Jingle Jangle. Um, so yeah. F- for this episode, Kogoro is going to his class reunion. And the episode starts with Ron asking why she can't go, because she went five years ago. So apparently they're going every five years to meet up. But I guess this is more of a, like, uh, just a group of friends, like, hanging out. Yeah, it seems less formal. Yeah, it's not like a whole class. It was just, like, the judo club. Um, so that seems more normal. Um, Bunch of nerds. Yep. It's then revealed that travel costs have made Kogoro want to not take them. However, their discussion has ended when they notice a bank robber. Conan then uses his powered-up shoes to knock the gun out of the robber's hand with a with brick. With a brick? Yeah, he oh. just kicked a damn brick. <laughs> And then so there's cool. a really funny scene because Kogura is like, how'd you kick that brick so hard? <laughs> what was his excuse? I forget. Conan said that he just kicked it without thinking and it just happened to hit the robber. So it's just serendipitously great. He played it off as luck, but like Kogura is kind of like, hmm. Uh, Ron then says that Conan saved her dad's life, so he owes them a trip to the reunion. So she's going to get what she wants one way or another. Why would you want to go? Oh, first to your off, parents' reunion. Well, she needs to keep an eye on her dad because Ron's the real adult here. Fair. And two is a nice bathhouse, and they're going to see fireworks. I feel like you can do that like on your own. You know. I, I don't know. She she had fun five years ago. She wants to go again. Yeah, don't fair. hate on Ron. Yeah, she's she, just she's just trying to have fun. She is mature for her age. Uh, a woman named Yumi then notices Kogoro, and it's revealed that she's part of the class reunion. She says that she's looking forward to seeing both of them there. Kogoro oh man, is... I hope this character comes back around. Yeah, Kogoro is then thanked for stopping the robbery, and he says it was nothing. However, when the, the police go to retrieve the gun, it isn't there. They fear that somebody saw it while they were momentarily distracted. So, we have this mystery of where did the gun go? This made me way more confused. Than I think the show wanted me to be. Is it because you didn't remember that the clue was gun? <laughs> I think it's just if somebody takes a gun from a crime scene, especially in the way that they set it up in in the scene, it felt like they were trying to play that like something shadier was going on. Like I forget. I think we talked about this. If there was going to be any like black organization stuff in this episode, yeah. I completely forgot that conversation. So, <laughs> so you were I, thinking maybe it was the black. Yeah, I was like, oh man, something shady is about to go down. Kogoro's going to get involved. Well, but... something shady did go down. It's true. Uh, it then cuts to the train they're riding on as Kogoro bemoans having to take his kids to the reunion. Then says he could have captured the bank robber without the help from the little brat in Conan. Says the police are investigating the missing gun and that the robber didn't even know if it was a real fake gun. He just bought it at a high price. Uh, Conan believes it is a real one because of how it withstood the brick. How do you buy a gun? Okay, I get, like, <laughs> using a model gun and, like, not having any intentions of, like, actually using it. But mm. you'd think you would at least fire it once, like, somewhere to know oh, to how know? to use it. Yeah. To know if you had a real gun or not? Yeah. Like, that seems like that an important sense. thing to know. Yeah. I feel... Why Why would Kogoro just deduce that it wasn't real? No, that That's what the uh, the robber had said. To the police, oh, like after okay. they were questioning him about it, I see. He said that he wasn't sure if it was a real gun or not. He just bought it on the wow, black market. What a market. punk! What yeah. a punk! 
No, it, it wasn't real the whole time. Oh, no. We didn't get didn't a scene. <laughs> we didn't get a scene with Kenan and Ron at the bathhouse together. Oh. This was great. <laughs> it then cuts to the reunion as Koguro reminisces with his fellow judo students. Wound up being that Koguro never won any matches because he refused to practice. Ron then returns from the bath and it's revealed that Conan scrubbed Ron's back. He then <laughs> gets he get a, like a big old nosebleed. Yes, the anime trope where when a, a character gets horny, their nose just explodes with blood. And I must say, as a man, has been horny a few times in my life. Never had a nosebleed like that. Have you? Oh, you've never oh. been that horny. Have I've you been, been that, that horny? horny oh, yeah. My, my head flings back. Blood is everywhere. People get real worried. Man, sex with you must be worse. Like, oh, terrible. Yeah. This is based in science, and it's disgusting. Like, your fiancé is like, oh, God, is it that time of the month? Like, she's yeah, yeah. worried about you bleeding rather than vice versa. Oh, yeah. So. I have my own periods. Yeah, just in the nose. Just in the nose. Yeah. yeah. The nose period. <laughs> oh, it's happening again, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get I'm the sure. towel. Before, we had our delay recording by a few hours because you, you had dinner with your future in-laws i'm sure you were talking about your nose period (laughs) oh yeah it came up yeah they really enjoyed it in fact it happens there at the kitchen table (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so kenny gets this huge bloody nose reminiscing about ron nude behind him rubbing his back what a perv and uh kenan remarks if she ever finds out about my true identity i'm dead yeah this is just all kinds of like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about little... Here's my question. So he's a little kid, of course. Mm-hmm. Can he get a boner? Because we know, yeah. we know he's horny. But <laughs> is his body up to the task? Is his body... Oh, you know what? Like, does his body physiologically work as if he were like 10 or whatever? Yeah. Or is it just like, did he shrink? Like, how does that drug really work? Yeah, there's a lot of questions here. Did Conan get a boner? Let us know on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we want to retweet all your answers about. It's pretty important. Yeah, kitty boners, um, but not in a weird way. We respect all kinds of opinions, just not pedophiles. Mm. Uh, the rest of the class then introduced themselves. Ayashiro was the judo club ace and is now a high school gym teacher. Omura June was their best at winning matches and is now a model shop manager. Hirokoshi Yumi is a cosmetics and company employee and was the manager of the team. And then Noriko was the idol of the judo club and is now married to uh, Ayashiro. And then finally we meet Nakamichi, who is now a police officer and he was the captain of the team. What was your first Pop. impressions of everybody? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think, what was it? Uh, what, what's the guy who's not married? Uh, Amora June. Yeah, the uh, the incel over there. Um, I think he radiated bad vibes from the beginning. See, I just felt myself in him. I was like, that's <laughs> the guy I aspire to be. 38 and single. That's right. That's the only thing people acknowledge whenever they talk about you in the room. It's a big deal. Uh, the the couple, I think, were fun and sweet and charming. Uh, I never like suspected them of any foul play. I like how Noriko was the idol of the judo club. Which yeah, what does that mean? Means you're totally worthless. <laughs> like you're just the cheerleader there. You're not even the official manager. You don't 
you're just the idol. Hey, listen, somebody's got to be the best looking, you know? Yeah, the but face, she, wa- she wasn't even the best looking. It was still Yumi. Uh, that's true. Yeah, she really didn't do anything then. Everybody wanted Yumi. And then uh, Kigura tries to make a big introduction for himself, but everybody gets uh, distracted by a photo album. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I like I like seeing Kigura's hubris come out. He's just trying to bit. talk himself out. Nobody cares. Uh, it's <laughs> then revealed that Nakamichi and Yumi used to date. Ayashiro then says that him and Amora cried when that happened, as she was the Madonna of our club. They keep using these strange phrases. Like Madonna. Uh, Would you call yourself the Madonna of this podcast? In 1996, if I was like, no, because I'm, first I'm a guy. If I was a hot chick and it was 1996, sure, I'd be the Madonna of this podcast. Is Madonna the biggest thing? I mean, she was really hot. Okay. Like, I think more like, more so late 80s, but 96, still fine. Still still doing it. Still out there. Yeah, shout out to Madonna. Wait, so who are you then of this podcast? Who's the hot celebrity that you would be? I don't think I'm hot. You are hot, Tyler. I don't know. You're mega hot. Okay, so here's the only thing. (laughs) I know from being on dating apps, I am Mm. definitely not hot to women. But... (laughs) My friend, uh, Julian Andino, who hopefully will get on the show sometime, he made me a profile on the gay dating app Grindr, and he lives in Orlando, so a lot of gay people there, and his phone, he made the profile, (laughs) he had to delete it because he was getting so many notifications from horny gay guys being into me. Like, you would not believe... The amount of men that were trying to hook up with me, Tyler Orlando. I'm looking at you right now. Nobody can see you because this is an audio podcast, but I'm looking at you, and they, I'm questioning this whole engagement thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was uh, crazy how different. Like, if I was gay, I'd be. Hey, give it a shot. Is all I'm saying. Not interested, but <laughs> boy, would my social life be looking a lot better if I was. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay, so who's, like, the celebrity that is not gay, but all the gay guys like? Hmm. But they also can't be attractive to women, so that's that's a, <laughs> a thing there. So I'm not hmm. sure, but... uh, tw- Somebody let us know. Yeah, Tweet let us at know. Us. Tweet us. Uh, <laughs> Yumi, Yumi says... Sh- is it Kogoro? This- Do what? I'm the Kogoro of this podcast. You're the Kogoro? Sure. Yeah, yeah you are. So Yumi reveals that her and Nakamichi broke up years ago and that he's now getting married to his boss's daughter in an arranged marriage. And like this, like just when this was brought up, I was like, man, life used to be so much simpler. Do they still, do you know if they still have arranged marriages like often in like Jap, like uh, Asian culture? Is that still I mean, a thing? If you can't, yeah. in Indian culture and stuff. Maybe I need to become Indian. You can do, like, interviews. I feel like life would be so much easier if I didn't have if to you, actually if you lose someone. forced. <laughs> and I just had to talk to their, like, father. Do you think you could give yourself a good pitch? Yeah, I'll provide the, like... W- I mean, what do they usually give them in India? They give them, like, some rupees and, like, a goat. I can afford a couple goats. 
But you'd have to like walk up to him and be like, hey, so I write about kids' toys and I make content for the internet. I'm a sports journalist. That's what <laughs> okay. that'd be my spin. That's my spin okay. on dating sites. So you're like uh, Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. I'm, you're Ray Romano. I'm Ray Romano. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that's self. Yumi then says that she's, uh, that the former Madonna is now an old maid and that she might be getting laid off because of the bad economy. I feel like I could just die, she says. What and a normal thing to say. Everybody's concerned and she plays it off as a joke and she says that now that her and Amura are the only single people left, they should get married. Um, and Amura is like, oh, wow, ho, ho. <laughs> and he's like really into the idea, and then she's yeah. like, "I was just kidding, you give." And so, poor guy you got cop blocked. You disgusting, you incel. The group then decides to play table tennis before the fireworks start at six thirty p.m. Yumi passes on that and says she'll rest instead. Kogoro loses to Ayashiro, and then Amora heads off to the bathroom. Ron then asks Nakamichi about coming in first place in the nationals but he says that he actually wasn't the strongest in the club as he could never beat somebody and that ron knows the person because he's here today amora then returns quickly with a shocked look on his face the married couple then play this disgustingly cute game of table tennis where they're like oh don't don't go too hard oh honey oh you're i'm gonna hit this <laughs> this racket at the ball at you and it's just the most disgusting thing it's true love tyler if that's true love, I'm fine <laughs> being an incel. Uh, it's, they then notice that it's past six o'clock, so they have to leave to go see the fireworks. Nakamichi then goes to return the table tennis materials and tell the rest to get a spot for them. Um, after they reach the area, Ron and Conan then decide to go wake up Yumi since they forgot, since she was sleeping. However, when they reach her... The fireworks have already started to go off, and they run into Nakamichi inside. He tells them not to wake her, and that he took a bath after playing table tennis. He then notices the married couple, as they also take a bath. Everybody's just taking a bath. What did that married couple do, you think? Well, they went to the outside bath, so it was like yeah, a but what were they bath. doing, you know? They were like, I bet I can see your boobies. <laughs> Yep, oh, just like that. That's what married people do. I hope I don't see your, your dick. Oh. The guy just, had like one of those period moments out of his nose. Yeah, disgusting. Relatable. Uh, they all say it's a good thing that Ryan didn't wake Yumi up because she's a grouch afterward. After the fireworks, they all notice that Yumi still hasn't woken up. They then decide to go wake her up together. They tell her that it's dinner time and then they open the door. However... They then find her bloody dead body up against the wall. Nakamushi tells nobody but him and Mori to touch the body and tells Ron to contact the police. Kigoro then finds a gunshot wound and a pistol in her hand. Kenan reveals that it's the same gun that the bank robber had. Uh, he believes it's a suicide, but Nakamushi says they shouldn't jump to conclusions just now and that they should wait for the police to arrive. So, this... Dead body shows up here. Kyle, what what were your first suspicions? Did you think it was the incel guy? Who did you think it was? Yeah, but uh, just because of how the show rolls, it's never like the guy. Like, he, there's always a red herring 
and he clearly was the red herring. But after that, I had a big, uh, I had a lot of trouble per se to uh, identifying whoever it might be just because it felt like a lot of people, like they all had their own alibis. They all seemed good friends and it didn't hit, uh, hit me till later that somebody has a clear motive here. Yeah, they then find out that it will take two hours for the police to arrive due to the festival, so Kogoro decides to investigate the body himself. He borrows a camera from Amura, and they then proceed with the investigation. Uh, judging by her toes starting to become stiff, she must have been dead for some time. Kogoro then is surprised to find out that she isn't wearing any underwear. Poor poor uh, um, Amura was like, can I get a look in there? <laughs> Total can normal I'm- behavior. Kenny then points out that she has a large yukata on rather than the smaller one that she wore earlier. Her finger is also stiffened without being on the trigger. Kogoro naturally is infuriated with Conan interfering and then punches him and kicks him out of the room. Kogoro then... Child abuse. I, well, he deserved it. What's, what's a kid doing at a crime scene? No, I'm saying child abuse is good. Say okay yeah. here. Thank you. Kegura determines that she died over seven years ago, which puts the death at around three o'clock. Wait, seven years? Seven, oh, did I, seven hours ago. That Sorry. would have been wild. What a show. They then remember what Yumi said and wonder if she was depressed. However, Conan has his doubts. And then we get the new ending song. Gone is, uh, what was the old ending song? Oh, um, it's a banger. It's step by step. Yes, step, step by step. Now we have Lover's Labyrinth by Heath, which is a, a rock tune. I was super bummed. It's not as good. Yeah, so I believe they replace it with like a slightly different mix of the oh. same song um, after a few episodes. I think this initial mix is only used for a couple, but I agree. Oh, it is a them? step down. Compared to Step by Step. Yeah, that song's just too good. Yeah, Step by Step. Certified banger. Then uh, after the song, Conan asks Kogoro how she shot herself. And that's when Kogoro notices that there aren't any burn marks on Yumi's head. So Kogoro says that somebody shot Yumi and tried to set it up as a suicide. So we get a big shocking cliffhanger to end it. And if... We weren't watching today. We would have had to wait wait one week to find out what happened, Kyle. Oh, can't can't handle it. I don't know how anyone in Japan did. Should have been riots. Yeah, this should have been a one-hour special. Um, Then the next Conan's hint is Benkai. And if uh, you were watching the, like, fan sub version, you get this hilarious, like, <laughs> eight-paragraph explanation of who Benkai is. And, like, like in Even though they Google. explain it in the show. Yeah. Whenever it comes up. <laughs> Fan subs are hilarious. So now we move on to episode 28, Kogoro's Class Reunion Murder Case Part 2. Um, You know, I forgot to discuss this earlier. What's your thoughts on table tennis? What's your thoughts on a little ping pong? Oh, boy. I wish I could like table tennis. I wish I was good at table tennis. Because there are a lot of Asian people that are very good at uh, table tennis. They play at like the Olympics and stuff. It's true. It's another thing that I just let my race down, you know? It's just another one of those things. But I'm out here. I'm doing my best. We got a table tennis at my work, at my office, and so are you, I'll slap are you, those little things. Are you going to start getting into it? I've tried doing, like, the backhand thing, and then I just realized, like, oh, okay, that's, like, I'm not an anime character. 
That's what I realized. Damn. So the second episode begins with them saying that it was impossible for anyone in the group to have killed Yumi since she died around 3 p.m. The only one that left their party at any time was Amura, and that was at 5 p.m., and only for a minute or so. Nakamichi believes that someone may have snuck in from outside and decides to talk to the owners to see if they spotted anyone suspicious. Hilariously, the owner says that the only people they saw that was suspicious was a small kid and a... (laughs) And a young woman that came in running inside at 6.30. So it was Ron and Conan. Uh, I like how then... no one ever suspects them either. You know? They're all, they're in the spot. They could have been suspects. But it's just like, The eh. kids wouldn't do it. I don't know. Plus, that's, they? that's three and a half hours after she died. That's They shouldn't be suspected. Kiguro asks if Amora is hiding anything because he's been acting strange. He then admits that he saw Yumi at 5 p.m. She was glaring at the table tennis room from the second floor. He knows it should be impossible, so it must have been a ghost. That's the, the first thing. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, no, but I also don't not believe in them. Have you, know? you ever seen a ghost? Have I seen a ghost? Has anyone? Yeah, have you? I mean, no. Have you I'm seen just asking. a ghostly apparition or believed to have seen uh, I'm one of those people that, like, if I feel a, a cold breeze, I assume it's because it's a little cold. I believe uh, every cold breeze is somebody saying the N-word. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Despite publicly saying it's an outside job, Kogura knows that the killer is actually one of his friends. He says, would someone who happened to sneak in Try to make it look like a suicide? The murder is someone in here. In other words, it's one of my best friends. There's no way I'm going to let a murderer get away with this. I'm going to find out who it is, no matter what. So we get this resolve from Kagero that we normally don't see. Like, uh, what were your thoughts here seeing Kagero uh, affected well, by this case? This one scene turned this, you know, two-parter from, like, a really good episode to... The best dang thing I have ever seen in this show. Like, he, seeing Kogoro get heated like that, well, I wanted to, like, fight somebody. I, I I was there with him. Yeah, because he's he's so often used as this comic relief character, you know, like, while seriously, and he does make deductions, like, as we've pointed out many times, he'll have, like, good hunches, and then he's just, he's, like, 90% of the way there, and he just can't get that final 10%. But right. to see him so serious... And not like joking around, not being silly, not being distracted by uh, panties until the very end of the episode. <laughs> like to see this other side of Kager, I thought it was yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, it, it reminded me of how like, oh man, this might be not the best comparison, but you know how like a lot of people liked Robin Williams because he was able to do comedy and like drama, right? Yeah. Like he's good at the both. And I feel like this was like Kogura's moment. This was like the one time where he was able to like he was serious he was doing something and serious and genuine about it and like punching a wall shit got real and oh man it just took him from like the mr satan of the show to now he's like oh kogoro something else yeah he went he went from the wedding singer and this is his punch drunk love (laughs) i'll give him an adam sandler comparison (laughs) honestly it's really fitting Kenan says the murderer is one of the four friends, and it's probably the one that said something strange earlier, even though they have an alibi. Conan is bugged by Yumi's finger position, 
And the fact that she didn't have underwear on. Exactly. That's the big mystery. Why was she not wearing That's underwear? That's a weird detail. It's what if, a weird what detail. if she always just went commando, Kyle? Yeah, I'm not going to judge. Are we ones to judge? That's a bold life move. But you he, know what? It's probably better that way, you know? Yeah, he then Get notices a statue of Binke, who is uh, also who the inn that they're staying at is named after. He has a number of arrows sticking out of him. This then helps Conan solve the case. So, a little inspiration from the background, as they often do in Conan. And then this is probably one of my favorite moments of the episode. Conan goes to knock out Kogoro, but then he hesitates. <laughs> yeah. Because he knows it's too personal for him. Instead, he allows Kogoro to solve the case himself. So, like, I thought that was just a great moment. Like, he goes to do his normal thing, but he's like, this feels wrong. He deserves to know this. And like, it yeah. wouldn't be it wouldn't be right for him to, like, just wake up and then find out his friend's a murderer. This is know? like a, this is an emotionally complicated episode. Indeed. It really is. It's, I'm, I'm sort of taken aback by it. Because Conan is so often so straightforward. So simple, not to say that like in a bad way, but just, you know, it's up front. And I think this episode in particular, it is showing a level of depth that I was not prepared for. And I like that. I like I like that we have the simpleness because it helps these moments really stand out more. Right. And then it keeps and, and like if this was if every case was this complicated in this emotionally taxing like i think the the lighter fun vibe is something we've really come to expect and enjoy about canon so yeah. like it's definitely not a negative like you were saying but i, I get your point there oh man i'm already so, in love with it just thinking about it now i'm like oh this is a good episode <laughs> yeah to give him a hint conan then asks to play ten- table tennis and says that yumi used a shake hand technique while playing he then says if they played they'd have to change clothes after sweating this helps Kogoro put it together. She was playing table tennis before she died. He then asks the owner about Binkai, and she says that he died while standing up after taking several arrows from the opposing army. Which, like, as a cool way to go out. Pretty baller, standing on your feet. He sounds like a bad guy from, uh, from Neo. He sounds like a cool guy. I didn't say bad was bad. This allows Kogoro to figure out who the real killer is. It's Nakamichi. He says that Yuki didn't actually die at 3 p.m. like they previously thought. If you die while exercising, then the protein in the muscles harden easily and it stiffens earlier. How do you like the science just being brought out and thrown in your face, Kyle? How do you like I really wonder how true this is. Is this true, do you think? It makes sense to me. I, I mean, it. totally. Like, it's, it logically tracks, and, like, I would believe it if someone told me this outright. I just wonder, like, is this really true? It's it's one of those things that it's, like, it sounds so true that I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> it's like CSI, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that exact way is how Binkai died standing up. Kuro then says that Yumi and Nakamichi played table tennis, and then after 6 p.m., the two of them... Uh, after the two of them played, he led her back to her room, and he shot her with the gun. That was the Conan's hint. A gun. The gun did it. The gun did it. Arrest uh, that gun. So that means when Amura saw Yumi at 5 p.m., she was actually still alive, and she was actually killed when the fireworks started, and he used those fireworks to cover the gunshot. So very smart move there. Uh, he then changed her clothes so people wouldn't figure out that she was sweating. 
then when Ron and Conan came up the stairs, he snuck out and then stopped them from finding the body. He then came back to the room later to set up the body, but her hand had stiffened completely, so he couldn't put it on the trigger. So, what if he just like snapped this... her finger into place? It's <laughs> <laughs> like crack. Ah, God damn it! Do what you got to do. What do you think of this big reveal that it was the the dirty cop? I mean, he's a cop. I don't trust cops. So, and there was a moment halfway through this episode where I feel uh, it struck me that they used to be together and yeah. he was now in an arranged marriage. And so it just, it made a lot of sense because that seems like the most likely motive. Nakamichi then asked for proof as Kogoro could have done it as well. Conan then calls Nakamichi a great police officer as he knew Yumi was dead just by seeing some blood on her. Kogoro then says that by knowing she was already dead and to call the police rather than the paramedics, it's proof that he already knew. And the only way you could know that is if he had done it himself. Amora then asks why he did it, and Nakamichi just throws him to the floor. Take that, you incel. <laughs> I, I like getting to see these judoka moves here. Judoka. Yeah, he then What says, is judoka? That's a person that practitions uh, judo. Oh, wow. You really know your stuff. It's like you write about this sort of thing. Yeah, I write about martial arts. That's fun. And I've been playing Shinmu, which <laughs> I'm learning about the the four wudei, uh, which are the four tenets of martial arts in china so you think yu suzuki knows like martial arts absolutely not because <laughs> ryo like describes his fighting style and he says it's jujitsu but jujitsu is a grappling art and 99 percent of the fights in shimu you're punching and kicking you don't do that in jujitsu H- how does akira play in virtual fighter um because they're the same guy right Ryu Pretty much, yeah. He's more of like a, just a, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what his style would be. He's got to get there, you know. He's Let, a cool give guy. him time. Yeah. He's just he's in the punching, kicking phase. He's gonna become the Akira. He says that they had been going out for 18 years and that he didn't want to kill her. Uh, he then throws Ayashiro, the husband, and says <laughs> that he proposed many times to Yumi. But year after year, all she said was no. He then had no choice but to accept the arranged marriage offer. When he did, Yumi told him, There's no way I'm going to let you be the only happy one. And then she started sending threatening letters and calls to the girl he was marrying and sending pictures of them together. It's a bit wild. Yeah, so like, she kind of seems like a trash person, but we'll see what Kagura thinks here in a second. Uh, he had broken up with Yumi on the day of the bank robbery, so that's a important coincidence. And after the pistol landed near him, he stole it, hatched the plan, and went with it. He was supposed to buy pictures from her during the trip, but instead he killed her. He then says that he shot the devil woman that ruined his life, which is honestly hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Nakamichi says that Kogoro just doesn't understand. Kogoro agrees, and then he tosses Nakamichi, <laughs> which was such a cool section. And then just this dagger of line. He says, N- you're right. I don't understand. No matter what the reason is, I can never understand what drives people to kill. I don't want to understand. Oh, man. That's so so baller. He, like, pops his, he pops his little vest thing. Ooh. Oh, man. He's a king, a true king. What a moment. What a great moment. 
And then Nakamichi tells Kogoro that he's just as strong as he always was. Kogoro says, no. You just got weaker both in body and spirit. Damn! Damn! Wrecked! Son! He's dead! He's gone! We just investigated a murder. There's another murder. Man. Like, this was a really emotional scene. He sees, you know, his training partner for years... His gym buddy, his friend, you know, another police officer, go down that dark path, and it hurts him, man. It hurts him to see that. This and was a. I think you really this feel is, it. You really feel that emotion from Kagura. This is peak anime. It doesn't get better than this. Well, let me tell you that it does get better because <laughs> after we get the outro song again. A couple days have passed, and Conan says, Man, Kogoro's been depressed, just keeps looking out the window. And he then asks Ron why he never actually won matches if he was that strong as he displayed. And Ron reveals that he'd get so nervous during matches that he couldn't actually fight. Conan then decides to cheer him up, but Ron says he needs some time alone. And then while looking out the window, the wind blows a girl's skirt up, and Kogar is back to his old self, and he goes, Ah! Oh, this one had pink on! And, uh... What a, a king. A fitting ending <laughs> to this super dramatic, emotional episode. And then Detective Conan's right back with that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it that, brings us back at center. fun, bright humor that it's known for. Classic Kogoro. Great ending. Fantastic episode. Oh, this was the best one. This is it. So it beats Midnight uh, Moonlight Sonata. By a good mile, to be honest. Like, I like Moonlight Sonata a lot. It was a very good episode. But I think a lot of the quality of that episode is found in, like, the actual case and, like, solving it. And it seems like an adventure off the beaten path. Feels like almost a movie. And this, this is just, like, dealing with a character on a level that we have not seen yet. There's no plot. Like, there's we don't get any of the black organization stuff. We, and it feels, I'm like, you know, we don't need it, right? Like, we. This is why I think I'm so okay with how slow Conan is with its plot. Because yeah, it's this just, is more important. Yeah, this character development yeah. is more important than anything that Jin and Vaka can possibly do. Right. If the show was just this, or interspersed, obviously, with the more normal Conan stuff, I, I wouldn't need it ever. It's it's so good. Oh man. I'm yeah. like I'm like shaken up by how good this dang episode was. Yeah. I only watched it like a little bit ago. Oh. Yeah, it's truly a great episode and I like remembered like I think what says a lot like re watching these episodes oftentimes like I'll, I'll remember like certain aspects of a case like maybe what the trick is or who the killer is. But I actually remember almost every single detail. And I mm. think that's because of how vividly it stuck with me the first time I saw it. Because sure. it is so emotional. And I think that speaks a lot to it. Like, even with Moonlight Sonata, there were a lot of elements where I was like, huh. I, like, I remembered that the, the nurse was actually the son. But I didn't remember, you know, smaller details. What happened here? How was this done? But sure. every aspect of this case I remembered. And... It's just a fantastic thing. And then, to up the stakes even more, we, we get a preview for the next week's episode. And the hint is cat. Oh, yeah. 
Nico. And then we find out the ne- that the next episode will be a battle with a computer. <laughs> Badass. This is one the of my favorite episode. things about the anime, and we're starting to see them more. Is that like sometimes after the preview, we'll just get like this brief, like two second, like audio clip from the characters talking about the next episode. Mm. And there are some really good ones with like Genta. I remember later on that would just like make me die at the very end of the episodes. So I'm looking forward as we keep getting more of these to track them because like they're really good comedy for like a five seconds span that's like outside the episode. But uh, yeah, just fantastic way to cap off the first season. Oh man, incredible! I- I'm I'm almost sad that I know that we're gonna go back to normal Conan for quite a long while and it's going to be a little bit before we get to what do we have another hour long episode before then or like a another two-parter because i i know we don't get to the movie for a while yeah let me check here there is a lot going on with conan um so we don't have we have a two-parter here that we'll be covering in uh four episodes from now we'll have a two-parter very good one okay uh, a new character is introduced. Oh, boy. We also have the Detective Boys survival case for you to be excited about. Hell, yeah. My boys. Oh, see, this is how good the episode was. I forgot that the Detective Boys weren't even in it. So I'm looking at this next season. We have another two-part episode. I don't think we have... We do have one one-hour special later on. So Okay. So I think we have three two-parters and one one-hour special. So for these big episodes that will all tackle together here in one episode alone. But uh, yeah, this is fantastic. A new high benchmark. And like, I usually go straight to Moonlight Sonata when I'm thinking of like my favorite case, but I think I agree with you. I think just seeing that character development from Kegaro and seeing that different side of him and just seeing him taking it so seriously. And even we kind of get to see a little, kind of pulls back a few layers here because he was purposefully acting a little dumb in front of everybody else like saying that right right. buying that people came from the outside when he knew it wasn't true so it kind of has a layer there to where maybe he isn't always just playing the dummy like legitimately all that's a fair point Yeah, yeah yeah so we get to see a little bit of how his mind works when he is like fully invested in trying to figure something out yeah, I think that's probably one of this episode's greatest aspects is how it just it respects Kokoro in a way that the show never really does. And I think it also speaks to like the idea that Conan uh, refused to use his gadgets like he normally does, uh, playing with the structure and the formula of the show itself a little bit. It's it makes me crave like I wish this is how the show normally went. I wish Conan didn't have like some of the, these gadgets are legitimately hilarious, like the fax machine or whatever. But like seeing him constantly the sushi, knock the out. bento box fax machine. Yeah, the bento please box. Please use machine. the full name. <laughs> like I love that. Please do more of it. But um, like I, I I wish that the show itself, like the fun part of it, is that you have a a guy who is very good at solving cases, stuck in the in the child's body, and I think they never play with it enough. Like they don't do enough with that core premise and except in this episode in this episode the kid like yes he could use the gadgets and it's a character moment as to why he doesn't but i also love the restraint and like it's also a bit of the plot itself of the episode where conan has to try to sort of figure out how to get 
Kogoro involved in the rest of the investigation and stuff like that itself is part of the of the mystery which is always fun because i think that happened before he got the tranquilizer right yeah it did um and I, i thought you brought up a good point this is definitely a character moment for conan as well because you know um like even very early on in the series he was always calling kogoro you know like a drunk and kind of belittling him in front of ron and mm-hmm. you kind of see that he has more of a respect for him now. Right. Because for him to consider his feelings that hard to not just solve the case himself, um, you see that there is like a real respect and love there, um, which I think is really meaningful. You know, I'm sure he doesn't really, you know, see him as a father or anything because, you know, he, well, we haven't seen his parents yet, but you'll meet them soon. But, um, you know, that is just a, a another like aspect of the episode. Like, seeing Conan have this more respectful attitude towards Kagura is like just a very interesting thing. It reminds me a bit of the episode in Dragon Ball, whenever Vegeta dies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not off the top of my head, because characters die there like That's 500 true. times and That's then come true. back. Whenever they're like during the Frieza saga and okay. like he gets murdered and he's like sobbing because like he knows what's happening or whatever and he couldn't stop Frieza or whatever and it's this big character moment for him. It felt like that level of like characterization was given to Kogoro, which is never anything I would have expected. It seems like he was really just gonna be the goofball of the show. And lo and behold, damn he's the best. <laughs> Man, I'm so excited for you to meet Kenan's parents. That's next season. There's a lot Are going on next season. Are they goofs? Like, what should I expect? I'm not going to say a thing. Oh, okay. Okay. You'll meet them. They'll be wonderful. And they will keep appearing throughout sporadically the show. And yeah, it's a great way to end this first season and a great way to end our first season of the podcast. But just like Conan, we're coming <laughs> back next week. We're no not breaks. taking a month off to feel good about ourselves or whatever. We're coming We'd never back. catch up if we did. We'd never. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That would be such a mistake if we took time off. <laughs> so we're going to cover the computer murder case in the alibi testimony murder case next week. So we have two anime original episodes. Oh, hell yeah. Guys. So not written by that hack. That Kishu hack. Or Yama. A fool. Although, you have to give credit to the hack this time, right? Listen, sometimes you stumble into success, you know? It happens. Yeah, I just a fantastic episode. Really can't give enough praise to this. Like, uh, Yeah, like I'll be shocked if there's another episode that tops it. Like, that's how good I, I thought it was. Well, we'll find out. We've got, a lot, we've got like 900 <laughs> more to go. <laughs> yeah. Put this to the test. In uh, three decades, we'll figure it out. <laughs> And then you can follow the podcast on Twitter. We are at case underscore reopened. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, do all that good stuff. And then there are also links on our Twitter to both of our Twitters. I am at Tyler Trees. And Kyle, what's your Twitter? Uh, At spirit and soul. Soul like the city. So S-E-O-U-L. So give us a follow as well. And uh, I would just like to thank everybody for their support, you know, since we're 
coming up on finishing a season, not to get too sappy, but the podcast is a... Uh, Done better than I expected, so I appreciate everybody Indeed. listening. Indeed, to the podcast, we had our most downloads in a week this week, so everything's going up. We appreciate all the love. Uh, you know, we appreciate that everybody loves Detective Conan, just like us. But get get in touch with us. Let us know yeah. on Twitter. Talk to us. Yeah, my Send emails on my Twitter. If you want to email instead, um, get in. We touch. gotta come up. We gotta come up with a name for our fans. Yeah, so help us help us coin that. <laughs> and uh yeah, just thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.